Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. But so here we are on the, uh, on the summit, of the, the opening of uh, COP26 summit. National and international polling has repeatedly shown that people are generally supportive of action on climate change. Certainly had that, uh, that number has increased over the last number of years, if I recall correctly, about 10 years ago in international polling, showed interest in climate change as far as issues of concern uh, were concerned uh, pretty close to the bottom, not so any longer, except, here's the except, when the initiatives announced by governments or taken by governments start to hit people in the bank account or the wallet. Daryl Bricker is the president and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs, do great polling for Global News, and uh, Daryl joins us on the Roy Green Show. Great to have you back, Daryl. What's the uh, what's the view of climate change just generically in Canada? Well, people believe a couple of things. One of them, they believe that it's an important existential threat to the world and to Canada. Uh, the second thing is they believe that uh, overwhelmingly that uh, humankind is is uh, a strong contributing factor to climate change. After that. <laughs> the agreement kind of breaks down because when you move past the uh, the idea that it's important and something should be done and you actually move to the uh, topic of what should specifically be done, that's where all the controversy is. And it is interesting that you see, you know, most of the uh, attention at things like, uh, you know, for example, COP26 coming up or, you know, Greta Thunberg is out there saying what she says. It's about raising awareness. We, there's no more awareness raising that needs to go on. The real challenge is, is, is coming to grips with what the changes are that we're going to be requiring people to make to their lives in order to deal with this. That's where the controversy is. That's where the difficulty is. And that's where the uh, cliched rubber hits the road. So if, if I can just step back for a few moments before we address that issue, if we go back 10 years, 12 years, and we look at international polling that was done or national polling that was done. Uh, where would climate change have appeared in a list of areas and issues of concern? Well, well down the list. I mean, if it, even if it showed up, it would be in single digits. Okay. And today it's? Tied for second, uh, along with COVID. Number one in the country right now is healthcare. But by the way, that's the first time we've seen COVID not be the top ish, issue in months. Okay. Is there regional disparity in uh, in assessing climate change as far as importance is concerned? Yeah, it tends to be more important in Quebec, Ontario, and British Columbia than it is in, in the other provinces. But the biggest difference tends to be in terms of generation. So it's younger people who are more concerned about climate change than older people. Mm-hmm. So if, if we if we talk about, we'll go back to the issue of uh, what governments may do, what initiatives may be undertaken, and how people respond to that. I spoke last uh, weekend with John Stackhouse, vice president of RBC, about their $2 trillion, uh, the, the report, the $2 trillion transition to, uh, to net zero. And I, I, I thought I really enjoyed the interview with John. It's at RoyGreenShow.com. But one of the points, one of the issues, one of the questions that I found, or at least one of the sentences I found in the report, Daryl, said 
Canadians are going to have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I'm just, first of all, I don't know quite sure. I'm not quite sure what that means. I asked John, we talked about it a bit, but I'm still not quite sure what that means. And so the question I'm asking you is, if it becomes uncomfortable, so it becomes more expensive, and maybe energy isn't as plentifully available. I remember when Barack Obama was first um, elected president of the United States, there was talk about air conditioning not being readily available. That got immediate pushback. So how willing do you think Canadians would be to accept increased cost, um, not as much energy supply, and certainly more expensive energy? Where do they? Where, where's the line? Well, at the moment, they're learning to absorb the carbon tax. So that's the, you know, the first big cost that's been imposed on their lives. So we'll see how they do with that. And one of the other issues uh, um, that's, that's really rising in terms of uh, uh, importance to Canadians is affordability. So, to, you know, to the extent that affordability becomes a bigger issue in taxes, uh, increasing taxes are a part of that. We might start to see some pushback. But the, the public really isn't contemplating any of this right now. Basically, the way that they see climate change is as something that probably industry needs to deal with and other people need to deal with, not them specifically. Uh, they feel that, say, for example, if they're doing the recycling, that they're making a contribution to climate change. They may very well be, but but the types of, you know, uncomfortable, uh, comfortable with uncomfort and discomfort, I think the more likely reaction is going to get uncomfortable with their political ears uh, rather than personal discomfort. So uncomfortable with the political leaders and uncomfortable with the initiatives? That cost yeah, more? Uh, because, yeah, because people aren't at the moment prepared to absorb any of this. Uh, the, uh, uh, the climate change seems like a very distant thing for most people. It seems to be something that's out there. It seems to be something that's not within their personal control. Mm-hmm. So that's the first hurdle that we have to get over. And, you know, uh, I think industry and government is way ahead of the public on this except for the, the parts of the population that are more activist. So, so I was uh, talking about inflation last weekend, and I was trying to think of a common denominator definition of inflation, because we're at uh, 20 year, we're at a number that, that we haven't been at for 20 years. And, and to me, it was, uh, you're on the way to the grocery store, but you stop for gas first, and you don't fill up at either place because you can't afford it. So if we get to that point, and, and there's something we're going to be talking about tomorrow, an incident that I saw at a grocery store, um, someone trying to buy food, and it was very, very uh, disconcerting. If we get to the point, and I think we're there now for, for probably significant numbers of people, you don't fill up your vehicle anymore because it's over $100. You go to the grocery store, and you look at things that you normally would have picked up, uh, and you put them back, and you look for an alternative that's cheaper. There, There is a line there, and I think I hear you saying that. There's a line there when people will say, enough. Yeah, there is. And, and, and depending on what, how they decide to deal with this, they might not see it as a reflection of climate change. Uh, but if governments come back to them and say, you know what, I can't believe they use that line, actually, getting uncomfortable, or being comfortable with being uncomfortable sounds rather cavalier. But um, you know, it was it was hidden are, away. It was hidden away uh, in the body of the report. But I found it. They need they need an editor because uh, it sounds, as I said before, cavalier. Um, but um, the uh, the degree to which people are getting uncomfortable, they're not going to be looking in the mirror and saying and pointing the finger at their own faces and saying they're responsible for this. Mm-hmm. The more likely outcome is that they're going to start turning to their political leaders, their corporate leaders, and other people in their communities and saying, 
why is this happening to me? Because I didn't sign up for this. So do we get then to a point, potentially, where that list of significantly important issues, where climate change is tied with COVID, where climate change starts to drop down the list? Is that well, likely possible? Two, could go one or two ways, right? One of them is that um, uh, it, it could go down. And by the way, the important tends to, uh, or the urgent tends to push out the important. So if affordability starts to rise up the list and becomes a really strong priority for Canadians, you will see climate change just drop down anyway. But the other thing that could be going on is we could be misinterpreting what people are telling us about climate change. If they do really link it strongly with affordability, we may see it stay high, but not because people are particularly uh, saying that uh, they want to do something about it or that the uh, initiatives that are being uh, um, uh, brought forward by the government are things that they think they should be doing on climate change. It could actually be quite the opposite. Green could be uh, could, could transform into something where it's seen as a, a, a negative in the sense that it, it costs you a lot of money or is hurting you at the grocery store or putting you through the circumstances that you, uh, that you uh, were just describing. So there's an interpretive element here too. Climate change could stay up there, but for reasons that are different from people saying, I want something done about it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 